Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. everybody welcome afternoon drive goodman mason watch us mileisports.com you can reach us rocky mountain forest products twitter feed at mace denver at eric goodman if you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public go to rmfp.com in the meantime i am down right now at greenfield's pool and sports bar in lakewood at seven o'clock tonight mace and i are going to be behind the bar slinging drinks for charity our friend david and monet hurlbutt they are battling cancer 25 percent of all proceeds that are raised tonight in terms of food, drinks, so on and so forth, are going to go to David and Monette. Andrew is back in studio. He's going to be down here certainly before 7. Andrew, I have already seen the spot that we're going to be standing. We're going to be next to each other. While we are doing this, do you feel comfortable being close to me while working? Uh, is, it this, is it the same proximity as when we're in the studio? Or is it even closer be, than that? You might need a mask. We're going to be pretty close because what Chad, the owner of Greenfields, has decided to do is he has put us in the same spot. He's going to take away the bar stools so you and I are working in the same area so we don't have to keep running back and forth ah, all along the bar. Okay. I'm Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm ready for that. I will say, yes, I will, I will probably have a mask on, and I hope nobody takes offense to that. I don't because I'm not going to kiss you. Yeah. And so, but uh, that, that will not affect my ability to, to, to dispense beer and cocktails. I am confident of that. Right. And if you just want me to be behind the bar, you can sit on the other side and greet all your fans and uh, sign autographs oh. and things like that. No, I'm here to work. I, I, I'm, well, I'm not here. I'm, when I go get over there, I'm there to work. I'm, You're there I'm, to work. I'm, I'm, that's, the, that, that's the whole, the whole point is not to meet and greet. The whole point mm. is to tend bar. We are, you know, it's for for a phenomenal cause. So you, you and I are you and I are there to work and uh, and get people feeling good as long as they're not dri- as, as long as they're not driving or being responsible. That's what we're going to do. That's what Uber and Lyft are for. Buy a lot, take an Uber. That's my motto for the night. With that, time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. All right, CBS Sports Josh Edwards came out with his mock draft and has the Broncos trading for Russell Wilson. Mace, I've seen a lot of mock drafts, as have you. Usually Aaron Rodgers is involved. In this case, it is Russell Wilson. It's the first time I have seen this. So I'm going to ask you to do some math here. What's the percentage of that this scenario happens, and of course, you're going to have to factor in the possibility of Aaron Rodgers potentially coming here. I'd say about 10%. What if Rodgers doesn't come here? Uh, 25%. You think that's it, huh? Well, there, there are going to be ahead. other there are going to be other suitors. It's not look. It's not the Broncos would not want Russell Wilson and. Mm-hmm. You know, George Payton, you know, as George Payton said when he took, you know, when he took the job and, and reiterated, 
They're going to be on in on everything. They will be. I think they will be in on Russell Wilson if he is on the market. But you're going. But also, it's where Russell Wilson wants to play and what the other suitors can can offer. It's. I don't think this is going to be as simple as Russell Wilson saying, "I only want to go to Denver." I think there will be multiple teams in play, and it's going to be a little bit of a of a bidding war when it comes to. When it comes to the, the the trade conversation, the Broncos are going to have to have the best offer. Okay, so just for fun, let's say the Broncos are on his list. Give me some other teams that could be on his list. Uh, Washington. Okay. Uh, they have the 11th pick in the draft. They have $30 million in cap space. I think the Broncos would outbid them. Who's next? New York Giants. Giants have a lot to offer. That's the worrisome the- team, I think, in this equation. But here's the thing. Do they really want to deal Wilson within the conference? Now, if it's a blowaway offer, fifth and seventh pick, yeah, I think they wind up making that deal. Miami Dolphins. What do they have to offer? Well, their draft capital this year, they are, I, I believe they have, they are sitting right now on, what, what pick do they have here? Well, here, let, let's just, let me stop you right there. Yeah. They have two on offer. Yeah. And Daniel Jones, the Giants have to offer, and the Broncos can offer Drew Locke. But the other thing, and that, and that's, and that's another thing. Like, if Seattle wants a quarterback back in a deal, and you know, we kind of we we discussed Philadelphia, but it, Philadelphia seems fairly committed to Jalen Hurts. If the Seahawks want a quarterback back in in the in the trade, Tua Tungavailoa would give Miami an edge if Miami is in this conversation. Who are you giving more for? Rodgers or Wilson? What? What are you giving? What are you giving for Rodgers? Uh, me personally? No, the guy behind you. Let's yes, you it. personally. Uh, well, I'm. I'm or I, it's just what would I give, or what? Or I'm trying to project the Broncos. I would give what, the. What, I would give the equivalent of three first round picks, two second round picks. For for Aaron Rodgers. Yes. What are you giving for Russell Wilson? Uh, I'm giving a bit more, the equivalent of three first right. round picks, three second round picks, because the, he, because he's a five to six year solution. And if and certainly if the trades are equal, if it's okay, Aaron Rodgers is older, but he is the two time reigning MVP, and it's an equal deal for Russell Wilson. I'm trading for Wilson, even though Rodgers has won the last two MVPs, because I would rather solve this for five or six years than potentially as few as one or two. It's as simple as that. I couldn't agree more. I would rather have Wilson because of the years. Who is the better quarterback? Aaron Rodgers is. Who is the bigger headache? Rodgers. No doubt. Right? Yeah, no doubt about it. So how big of the gap is there to you? Between the two? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'd say on balance, I'd rather... There's a... It's not a big gap, but... There's a gap, and I would rather have Wilson than Rodgers if the two are in front of me. You know what? Aaron Rodgers is the two-time reigning MVP. Right now, there is a sizable gap. In quality, yes, but in terms of who I'd I'd rather have, I'd rather have Wilson. That's that's the gap that I was thinking of. But you only want him because of the years. That's it, right? The the years and the fact that I think with with Aaron Rodgers, I don't know that he's going to— he can't really do much better than he's done, right? As a quarterback, 
Why do you say that? You could have said that last year, and then he won another MVP. But he, he, after after being all upset with the Packers, you're thinking, how well is this guy going to play? And bang, he wins another MVP. But he wasn't better. He was the same. I mean, he was the same. I think with Russell Wilson, he can be better than he has been. There's there's a little bit. There's an upside there in a better offense with better. In this, as far as systems, you know this stuff better than I do. Aaron Rodgers is like peas and carrots with Nathaniel Hackett, mm-hmm. right? As far as his old offensive coordinator, old, old offensive coordinator, Dara Bevel, has he been running anything? Well, that's, that is that's even Wilson's similar? offensive coordinator. Not that's that's not he, Bevel never worked with Rogers. No, I'm talking about Bevel with Wilson in Seattle. Yes. So what I'm saying is what Wilson is running now is not to say he can't learn it, but is he learning new terminology, new system? With who he's had in Seattle, no. the only offensive coordinator I could think of that he worked with was Bevel. Well, right now, the the last last season and going into this season, the offensive coordinator is Shane Waldron. And where did Shane Waldron work before he was with the Seahawks? He was on Sean McVay's Los Angeles Rams staff as pass game coordinator and QB coach. The terminology that the Broncos use is the West Coast terminology and it's the same as the Seahawks. He wouldn't have to learn a new language. It'd be an offense with a slightly different emphasis, but it's not. But basically, it would be it's it's like a Southern accent versus a New York accent. It may the words may sound a little different, but it's the same language. All right. Were I, you surprised that he was that that Edwards, the writer for CBS Sports, inserted him as a trade candidate? Because I haven't seen that before. Not at all. That just, I, I looked at him like, man, we got to talk about this today. Listen, at the end of the day, I have no idea who Josh Edwards is. I don't know that much about him, but he works for CBS Sports. So clearly he has to be good. I mean, you've written for CBS Sports and you're not very good. So how good can Edwards be? Um, well, you just said it. I, I wrote for CBS Sports and I wasn't very good. So, and and right. th- actually, the funny thing is I actually couldn't find the, the mock draft that you were referring to. I found myself on another on mock draft by two other authors at CBSSports.com. Mm. I couldn't like. By the way, yeah, I, I didn't know. I'm, I I went searching for it and I found one that uh, I found one that had the Broncos um, t- taking the uh, the edge rusher from uh, from from Florida State Johnson, and I had right. found another that had him taking t- Trayvon Walker, the 275 right. pound edge out of Georgia. Are you surprised I knew you worked for CBS Sports? No, because I, I figured you, you know, you, you and I have talked about our past resumes. I know that you worked in Kalispell, that you worked for CNN, that you worked in Topeka, that you that uh, you were pre and post game host in in Chicago for basically for almost every team. Yeah, yeah. I, I and yeah. and, that, and you work at Fox Three One. I know your resume. You know my resume. Well, I think I do. Let me see. You've written for CBS Sports. You've uh-huh. written for the New York Times. Uh-huh. Is that right? Yeah. This off the top of my, I'm, yeah. not, I'm, not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not looking this up, okay? You worked for the Carolina Panthers. Uh-huh. You worked for the Broncos. You worked for DNVR, mm-hmm. and we worked together. I'm sure I'm missing something. Does that sound about right? That's, Am I missing anything big? Uh, there's, I mean, there. I was a, you Bron- a book. Broncos correspondent for the Sporting News, and I, was, uh, I worked desk and wrote some features on uh, NFL.com for three years. But you got pretty much everything. You got you got most of the high. I feel points. terrible. Oh, I feel yeah. terrible. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. You know what? Tonight you can drown your sorrows. Oh, I've already started. Ha! 
<laughs> Coming up after the break, uh, many of you know by now that Aaron Rodgers wants to be the highest paid player in the NFL. Well, one of his former teammates put Rodgers on blast for that. And it's a guy's name that you know. Wait till you hear what he has to say about his former teammates. It is riveting. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mon Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Siltahar Mazda loaded with inventory right now. You can get the right car, right price, like the Mazda CX-5, Mazda CX-30. And tell me how this sounds. Small crossover SUV, all-wheel drive, leather trim seats, great power. And with gas prices skying right now, you're going to get this for 32 miles to the gallon on the highway. That's outstanding. Take one for a test drive today. Siltahar, family-owned business. They've been serving Colorado families for over 60 years. And remember, when you go to Siltahar Mazda, it is stress-free and hassle-free. That's the way it should be. Go to Broomfield today. Check them out at sthmazda.com. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. Mace, you and I talked about it on the show about three, four weeks ago that Aaron Rodgers wanted over $50 million a year. Well, suddenly it became a breaking story through ESPN's Diana Rossini two days ago that he wanted over $50 million a year. Maybe people need to listen to our show. So with that, Rodgers wants to be the highest paid player in the NFL. But Rodgers' former teammate Greg Jennings says, buyer beware. When I listened to Aaron Rodgers after the, the, the playoff loss against the 49ers, some of his comments were alluding to what we're talking about right now, like the contract situations of not only himself, but some of those teammates that would that he would consider in his decision. They would play a role in whether or not he would decide to come back to Green Bay. And now all of a sudden, you're trying to take a large chunk of the pie, knowing that Devontae Adams is out there, a guy that you want to play with. If you are to come back to Green Bay, knowing that Robert Tunyon is out there, a guy that you will also want to play with, knowing all these things that if you are to take this amount of money and Nick, you're the resident GM. So you're I'm going to let you handle the salary yeah. cap and all the things. But you understand <laughs> what this would mean and what this does to your personnel. I, I remember when it when I was up, BJ Raji was up or soon to be up, uh, AJ, nope, um, Clay Matthews was getting ready to be up, and Aaron was getting ready to be up. And before I, before that, we even got to that point, 
Aaron Rodgers came to me when I signed my deal with the Green Bay Packers, my extension, my first extension after my rookie deal, came up to me because players had been going back to the organization front office and trying to renegotiate and not being happy uh, with the contract that had been signed. And his words to me were, don't be that guy. Don't, don't, don't sign this contract mm. and then want more money. Now, all of a sudden, you mm. forget those words that you have poured out and tried to pour and invest into others. Wow. That, it, it, you can't do those types of things. What do you think of that? It's a spicy meatball, as they used to say back in the Alka-Seltzer commercials, right? <laughs> I mean... That's a spicy meatball. Yeah, and um, I thought it was interesting that uh, a few hours later, uh, you had, um, through Pat McAfee, Aaron Rodgers basically pushing back on that, on the notion that he wanted to be the... that it was all about being the highest-paid player. He said, it, uh, per that, he said that it wasn't true. But you know what? But I think I think it's part of it is because hearing those comments from a former teammate like that might have actually gotten to Rogers a little bit. I got news for you. You can push back all you want to, but if he signs with the Packers and there's a five mm-hmm. on the contract and a zero is after it, then don't tell me it's not about the money. Because as you and I talked about yesterday before this story came out, you can make the case Aaron Rodgers is a more talented quarterback than Tom Brady. But Tom Brady is considered the greatest quarterback of all time. Why? Because he has seven Super Bowl titles. But you know what Tom Brady did for the majority of his career? He never had to be one of the top 10 highest paid guys on his own team. Never had to do that. So Tom Brady was a great quarterback, but he also wasn't greedy, also didn't have an ego, didn't have to be the highest paid guy. And I'll give you another guy like that. Kirk Cousins. I've heard stories about this guy, and he has actually said it recently. I'm not taking a pay cut to bring in players. Well, you know what? Kirk, you're not winning a Super Bowl. And you know what, Aaron? If you want your $50 million, you might get your buddy Devontae Adams, but you just might not have anybody else. So you will go down in history making a lot of money with one stinking Super Bowl on your resume because you're not a good teammate in terms of wanting to win. Wanting your money, there's nothing wrong with that. But don't tell me that you want to win when it's all about you. And especially when you have something finite. Now, you can work with it and put it on a credit card, so to speak, but you're working within the finite constraints of a salary cap. If this were the NBA, if it, with NBA where it's only a luxury tax, then there, there'd be no problem with this, right? Because we, teams go, we see teams going across the tax threshold all the time. To get in a star, but the NFL doesn't offer that sort of luxury. Pardon the pun. I mean, think about this for a second. Peyton Manning agreed to take a ten million dollar pay cut, right? With the ability to earn the to earn the money back, and to his credit, he did. Right, and and maybe that becomes an incentive, but not for Aaron Rodgers, not for Kirk Cousins. Listen, I'm not going to fault anybody for wanting to make money, but at the end of the day, if you want to be considered one of the greats. You gotta win Super Bowls. And you're putting yourself in a precarious position to winning Super Bowls when, yes, you have Devontae Adams, but what is it, Alan Lazard? Is that his name, the wide receiver? Yes. When you have a second wide receiver who you could make the case might be a third wide receiver on other teams. That's what you want. That's fine. That's what you want. That's fine. But but you'll never be mentioned as one of the greats. 
that top tier level, as you and I have talked about with the Hall of Fame, everybody who gets in the Hall of Fame is considered great. Mm -hmm. But there is a special room with a loaded bar Mm -hmm. where only a few get to go into. And Aaron, that $50 is not going to buy you a pass into that room if you don't win another Super Bowl. So it's the two championship club, right? Great, great play plus two titles, not just one. That's what yeah. you need to get in that club, don't you think? I mean, it's it, it's it's certainly fair. I mean, you start going down the list. Peyton Peyton Manning, two championships. Now, let's yeah. if we're being completely honest, Mace. It's not like he had a whole lot to do with the second championship. No, but however, well, no, he he still the brain the brain was still able to do. Some things in terms Some of things. in terms of reading defenses and all that. Okay, well, listen. Could they have won a Super Bowl if that defense, on a scale of one to ten, it was a ten during the Super Bowl? If the, if that defense was a eight, and that eight is still pretty good, no, they no. wouldn't have won a Super Bowl. Right. That's my point. Peyton Manning at that point in his career was not able to carry a team like he used to. But here's the thing, though. Like, if even with that defense as a ten. If Brock Osweiler had played the entire postseason, would they have won the Super Bowl? Well, you're asking the wrong guy because I believe they would have. Okay, see, and, I, and I've always felt that way. I, see, I, I disagree with that because I don't. I know you do. I don't even think they would have been the number one seed if Osweiler had not been benched and Manning hadn't come in in that season finale. Well, if we're being completely honest, and we can <laughs> go back in history, the reason why. Osweiler got replaced is because Emmanuel Sanders fumbled the ball inside the 10 yard line. That's why, because they would have been up what 14, nothing game would have been over. They would, no, been they, they would have been up, I think 14, 13 at that point. No. Yeah. Because 14, it, it, 13. Also, yeah, because it, they were behind when Manning came in. If, right. No, no. I'm talking about it, when Emmanuel Sanders fumbled, I believe they were up four, seven to nothing. Emmanuel Sanders oh, Earl, doesn't much ju- earlier, much earlier. Right. Yeah. They go up 14, nothing. The, as, as they say in high school, when, when one team is blowing out the other team, warm up the bus. But they, but, ex- yeah, but they didn't. And it opened the door for Brock, for Brock Osweiler to turn the ball over for Osweiler to not be able to read the corner, the corner blitz, which led, which led to another turnover. And then right. lo and, be- and then lo and behold, Peyton, Peyton Manning came in. Give me, give me, um, a couple of reasons why they beat the Bengals and beat the Patriots in the regular season. I think Brock Osweiler had a lot to do with that. He certainly helped. Yes, he did. There you go. But, but I don't end, think. But, but I don't believe. But I don't believe in the end of the day. At the end of the day, based on on even that the trend that we saw in that Chargers game, I don't think they would. I don't think that they would have yeah. won those two playoff games and then let alone the Super Bowl with him. Hearing this about Rodgers mm-hmm. through Greg Jennings. And, and by the way, I, I've heard the relationship isn't that great. But at the end of the day, Greg Jennings was a really good player with the Packers. And they won so a Super Bowl together. Street cred. And they, they right. won a Super he, Bowl together. He's got some street cred. Yes, he does. With that, with that, does this change your mind at all about Rodgers? Because you and I had this conversation the other day where Brian Gutenkist, the GM of the Packers, is the monkey and Aaron Rodgers is the organ grinder, and whenever he plays, he looks at Gutenkiss and says, you dance to it. Kind of get the feeling with salary demands and may throw in Devontae Adams that Pay- that George Payton is now going to be the monkey. 
I don't think I don't think he wants to be that. That's and I think of course I would, he doesn't want to. And I, and I but he and, might have to. Yeah, but look, Aaron Rodgers has not been my first choice in this because because of the combination of of yes, kind of attitude attitude and presence. I mean he he's a he is unquestionably a great player, but is he unquestionably great for the entire locker room? Not just talking about uh, the guys that are close to him. The entire locker room, probably not, but. When you're talking, let, let's say it's forty-five to fifty million dollars a year. You sacrifice that plus the draft capital. So all right. of a sudden, you are with not only is your quarterback chewing up a greater percentage of your resources than any other quarterback in football under the resources under the cap, but you've also lost the ability to have inexpensive replacements who are plug and play that you would get from the from from the first round i mean more and more it looks like this is not this is not the wisest course of action for the broncos to go get aaron rodgers if it's if it's a huge draft capital cost as well as a huge cap cost if rodgers goes back to green bay and gets his 50 million plus a year and then you know he's going to say, you better find a way to sign to Devontae Adams. And by saying that to the monkey, Gudenkist, he's going to basically have to give Devontae Adams what he wants. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So the, the negotiation isn't between uh, Gudenkist and Devontae Adams' agent. Mm-hmm. It's between Gudenkist and Aaron Rodgers. You better give him that money. Yep. You better give him that money. So now Ro- – so now – Devontae Adams, as great as he is, is going to probably make too much money. Is that fair to say? Yes, that's fair to say. Right, right? Mm-hmm. Because because little Aaron's going to take his ball and go home. He's going to pout. So with that, you think you think they go to the Super Bowl next year knowing that they're way over the cap right now, they have to restructure, and now you're throwing two huge contracts on there? Does that sound like a Super Bowl winning team i understand the nfc is weak in terms of quarterbacks weak essentially in terms of teams because of the quarterback play but you believe the packers win a super bowl under that salary structure 70 million likely going to two players i think they can again you mentioned the nfc being weak but it would depend i think that it depends on which afc team they 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 played a fairly complete AFC team like that equation against say Buffalo, which is a fairly complete team. I don't right. think it's the job done. I don't think no. it gets the job done against Kansas City. I think no. maybe it's a coin flip against Cincinnati. Maybe it's a coin flip but, against Tennessee. It just depends who they face. By the way, you and I didn't talk about this, and I know that we need to hit a break. Usually, Danny shoots me a look, but because I'm at Greenfields, he can't. Now, if he plays the music, I know I better get the hell out. He's got a good but smirk we, on his face right now. So. I know he does. I, I've known Danny forever. I yes. know. Uh, with that, Gudenkiss said a couple of days ago, or at least at his press conference, mm-hmm. I didn't promise Rodgers I'd trade him. How do you think that has gone over with Aaron Rodgers? Uh, well, if he promised he would trade him, then probably not well. So you think Aaron wants to come back? If he looks at his GM, he thought he mended fences with and now he now the GM in his mind is lying unless they're both in on the deception together which is entirely possible I don't think that Aaron Rodgers would do Gudenkist or Murphy any favors by going along 
he walks to the beat of his own drum. But I think he probably understands kind of how the game is played. And and how what is said on the record does not always reflect what is actually happening. We always say, focus on what they do, not what they say. Coming up after the break, a Rocky Mountain Forest Products gambling challenge with our guys, Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. We're going to talk about odds. Last two segments, we talked about Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. We're going to talk about the odds of Rodgers coming here and Wilson coming here. Would you bet on either? I don't know if you had 500 bucks. That's next. Conversations with a stranger. I barely know. Swearing this will be the last, but it probably won't. I got nothing left to lose or use or do my bad habits. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. Okay, Mace, every Friday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with our friends Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. The Broncos are the favorite to get Aaron Rodgers, according to a lot of sports books, and they're one of the favorites to get Russell Wilson. Guessing Wilson isn't the favorite in Denver because of the Rodgers speculation in Denver. So if you had to bet on one of these quarterbacks signing with the Broncos, which one would it be? I would, I would bet on the Bron- on the Broncos to sign Aaron Rodgers or trade for Aaron Rodgers. I, I should say, if I had to bet on one of them, why? Why? Because I feel like uh, he's their fir- he's their first choice at this point, and also I don't think there will be as many potential suitors or destinations that Aaron Rodgers will be interested in as Russell Wilson will have. So it's it's close, and I don't I don't think the chances are great of either, but I'd go with Aaron Rodgers. I'd go with Rodgers as well because he's the first horse in the gate, mm-hmm. and there's been the most talk, and there's been talk about him wanting to come here. There hasn't necessarily been talk about Russell Wilson mm-hmm. wanting to come here, but to your point, I think Wilson will have a wider net of teams that he will put on a list Mm -hmm. if indeed he is traded. And, you know, listen, there's been plenty of talk that Wilson isn't necessarily thrilled with Seattle and Seattle, from what I've read, isn't necessarily thrilled with him. But at the end of the day, he's a franchise quarterback. Yeah. And and I still think it's a mistake for Seattle to trade him. I think they should work around him, but they might be thinking other things right now. Right. Okay. Guys, what do you think? With that, Bavada lists Rodgers at minus 450, and you're not going to make a lot of money on a $100 bet on that, to return to the Packers. 
Would you bet on that? Or would you rather bet on him coming here, which is probably in the neighborhood of plus 150? What are the retirement odds? I haven't seen anything on that. Okay, because that's what I would bet on if I could bet on one possibility. It would be retirement. I don't think he's going to retire. I think one of the reasons why we haven't gotten a decision is that he's trying to wrap his arms around whether retirement is right for him. He's trying to kind of he's trying he's trying to figure out whether he can be comfortable without football or not. And I think also the personal side does does factor into that as well. If he is back together with Shailene Woodley and uh, if she doesn't necessarily want him uh, to be devoted to football in the same way that he has been. Yeah, and that's why they, you know, reportedly broke up in the first place, right? right? Mm-hmm. And and but maybe he, with this Pancha karma or just uh, his own self reflection, came to a different conclusion when he but cleansed look, himself out. But let's look at guys who have retired at the top of their game, and I understand that Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is thirty nine years old, but he's coming off back to back MVPs. Barry Sanders retired because. He was tired of playing for the Lions organization. Same reason as Calvin Johnson did. There you go. And then Jim Brown retired at the t- at the top of his game. Contract dispute with uh, Art Modell. Yep. Give me another guy that's done that. Now, Aaron Rodgers seems to be like the type of guy who walks to the beat of his own drum. He might indeed do that. But you know what? If he stare if if money is that important to him and he's looking at a 50 million dollar a year contract, I don't think he walks away from that, especially knowing his team can compete. He doesn't have the same problem that Sanders and Johnson had, and he doesn't have the same problem that Jim Brown had. Right. And, of course, like you look at other retirements and uh, that, that were early, and you, you get in all the health reasons, right? Andrew Luck, Bobby Orr, I mean, just across the sports, for example. I'm mean, dealing with any of that. This yeah. would be a unique retirement. Yeah, you can make the case, hey, he's 39 years old. But he's coming off back-to-back MVPs. It, this yeah. would be different. I mean, this is like, and I was just thinking about what someone retiring kind of at a peak like this, a peak like this, without like app, like a contract situation or just being frustrated with the organization. I mean, I had, I I had to go outside of team sports. I was thinking of someone like Bjorn Borg right. retiring in nineteen, I believe it was nineteen eighty-one. When yeah, he walked he away. Right, but he wasn't making fifty million dollars a year. Right. I don't see how you walk away from $50 million a year. If you're on a team that is competitive enough to win a Super Bowl, you're playing with your friends. It seems like your relationship is better with the guys in the front office, and they are offering you $50 million a year. Well, if he did, wouldn't that show that it wasn't about the money, that his insistence that he's not no. about the money is correct? If he no. said, he, I'm walking away from $50 it, million? It is correct because... Somebody who said they saw the contract told me they saw the agreement. How's that? What agreement? The agreement that was drawn up for a new deal for Aaron Rodgers. He told me he saw the deal. It's for over $50 million, and Diana Rossini backed that up two days ago. No, but what I'm saying is if that if they had that deal and he decides I'd rather retire, it, it not that basically saying I'm not about the money? If they had a deal and then he says – Okay, I think I'd just rather retire and and not take the fifty million. That would that, su- that would be a move I, I, that wasn't about money, would it not? I suppose, but at the end of the day, that's what he wanted. That's what he negotiated. So yes, he could walk away from it. He's not going to walk away from it. He's not. He's not going to walk away from fifty million. 
I'd be very surprised. Unless he's saying his fiance, girlfriend, whatever she is, is more important. He's not. I'd be stunned if he retires. Or that he could certainly make it back over the years if he gets the Jeopardy job full time. He's not making fifty million dollars doing Jeopardy. Uh, he's not. Not, he's not, not. Not in one year. I'm saying. I, did you? I, did you not hear the part where I said over time? Yeah, over yeah. time. Yeah. But but for him, he can earn it in one year. Yeah, but then you're not getting your head bashed in. You you don't have Aaron Donald chasing after you. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's not like he's he's dealing with injuries either. He has, he has a better chance of winning fifty million than making fifty million over the next five years, ten years. I think I think he could Maybe make. Me. I think I oh, make, ten years. I think he absolutely would make fifty million over the next ten what? years outside. Absolutely, over the next ten years, five million a year. Absolutely, he could. I don't think they're paying him that. You think they'd pay him that? Like Jeopardy? Yeah, yeah, five million yeah. a year. Absolutely, I think they would. Yeah. I got to tell you, I saw my Jeopardy's not that good. He was the only host that got the rid that got the rhythm of the game. That's that was my observation on him. Okay, and that and 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 I, and I'm a nerd for that sort of thing. And that's the, that's number one thing is do you, do you have your cadence right when you're reading the answer to allow the contestants to kind of anticipate when the answer ends and buzz in. He was the best at that particular aspect, and I thought it was the best for gameplay. But that's just I tell I tell you what. I can figure out the Canes pay me $250,000 a year. I'll do it. <laughs> what do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? Well, Chad from Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar is going to be joining us next live here at Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar. Uh, in case you haven't heard, we are doing a huge fundraiser for our friend David and Monette Pearlbutt. We are raising money to help them beat breast cancer. You can't even imagine the bills that they are dealing with. Mace is going to be down here at 7 o'clock tonight with me. We're going to be behind the bar, slinging drinks. Chad is going to join us next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us mylifesports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, we have been talking about this for weeks. We are so excited, and tonight is the night. We are out at Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. I'm doing the show out here today, and Mace is back in studio, but Mace will be back here, will be coming here to 10 Bar with me from 7 until 9 o'clock as we raise money for our friends David and Monette as they are battling breast cancer. And I want to bring in a very dear friend of mine, Chad, who is the owner of Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar. And I think what everybody wants to know is, are you going to allow us to pour heavy drinks? I will absolutely allow that to happen. In fact, I'm anticipating that happen. After we give you a tutorial on how not to do it, I still expect it to happen. So, yes. Mace, are you good with pouring heavy drinks tonight? 
Um, within reason, yes. I mean, within reason, how responsible well, are we for the uh, for for the customers here and uh, and their own response and their own sense of responsibility? You always have to take it so literally. Why do I have to be the irresponsible one, mm-hmm. and you're the responsible one pouring heavy drinks? Mm-hmm. So, so this is for charity tonight. Chad, you've been in a restaurant tour for a very long time. You've owned this bar for a very long time. What kind of organizations have you worked with for charity, including for tonight? Well, in the past 30 years of being in the restaurant business, um, I've owned this bar for almost seven years now. But before that, uh, the former chain steakhouse that I used to work for really got us delving into giving back to the community and supporting our community as our community supported us. I've been very blessed to be on this side of town for the better part of 25 years of my restaurant career and to be able to give back to the community in a uh, format of donating money to raise money for schools. A lot of the schools that are down here in the southwest side of Littleton and Lakewood, um, some businesses that have been down here that needed help. We were able to raise money by doing luncheons, barbecues, poker tournaments, whatever we could do. So when you asked me what I want to be involved and what do you think we could do here? I was absolutely like, yes, this is for the bar. Um, to be able to help raise money for David and Monet is a great honor for us. And my staff's excited about it. My managers are excited about it and we're happy to do it, to give back to our community. I don't want to set any expectations, but of course, you know me, I will. 25% of what we do tonight is going to go to David and Monet as they have major bills to pay as they are fighting breast cancer. If we could get enough people in here tonight, and we have a live band, by the way, you never charge cover for your bands on Friday and Saturday, just like tonight. If we can pack the house, how much do you think you can write them a check for tonight? If we can pack the house, typical on a Friday with how we normally do our Friday business, and on top of all that, pack the house with what we expect to be coming with this fundraiser, I expect to write them a check for no less than $4,000. Well, that would be outstanding. Now, Mace is going to be down here a little bit before 7, and I say this all the time. I've lived all over the country. I have never seen a happy hour like yours and it's seven days a week let everybody know just how ridiculously awesome this happy hour well we do happy hour from three o'clock to seven o'clock every day we do two for one on all of our house wines our all of our draft beers and all of our well liquors we try and buy as much stuff as we can in bulk to get a good price for our side so we can pass that value along to the customer Um, a lot of our purveyors help us keep us in line with that and it's a great benefit to be able to do two-for-one to attract more people into the bar, give them a good value before 7 o'clock. Okay, I, I'm going to spring this on you here. I have my own personal happy hour that I'm going to do tonight, but I don't want to get too tipsy before I have to work behind your bar. I was thinking of doing two-for-one four times, but I know that if I do it two, I'll be okay. So... Fireball is my shot of choice, as you know. When we golf together, we always do a fireball shot before we play. That's a tradition with Mandy and I, and you have taken part in that for sure. So I know fireball is not part of your well drinks. So anybody that comes down here before seven, it's two for one on me. Okay? 
And the first two people that walk in the door, I'd like to do it for four or eight or ten people. Well, well, here's the thing. I'm going to buy two shots. I'm doing one. They're doing one. If I do it ten times, I'll be behind your bar lying on the floor. Yes, you will, and that is definitely something we, we do not want. There are mats down there, so it'll be comfy for you, but no, we definitely don't want to go that far. So, But we do offer Fireball even after 7 o'clock for $3 a shot, so we'll keep that all night long for sure. But I'm totally down for whatever you want to do. We can make that happen. So so I am wearing a Nike hat. Anybody that comes down before 7 o'clock, come find me, a shot on me, a shot for me, and I will take care of it. I'm down for that. We can work with that. That's not a problem at all. So I'm game. Let's do it. Mace asked me if he can get completely blazed <laughs> during this process. Come uh, on, man. What would, you, what would you like to say to him? Uh. Uh, well, Mace, we do have some rules here in the bar, so we try not to uh, have anybody get too blazed behind the bar, but just behind the bar. When you're sitting outside the bar, We'll get you as blazed as you want. So oh, cool. it's up to you. Well, I am driving over there, so oh. uh, yeah, I'm the I, I'm the overly responsible type. So uh, I'll I got gotcha. you. I'll I'll be focused on taking care of everybody else tonight. That's what that that's what this is about. Making sure everybody has a good time. I I can't. You said it as good as I could say it. Yep. So yes, I agree with that. I tell you what, this is what I'm going to do for you, Mace. What time do you think you will be here? Probably about, uh, I was just looking at the time to drive over there. It was like about 30-minute drive. So you'll probably see me about 6.45 uh, or so. I tell you what, at 6.45, we are going to have a Moscow mule waiting for you on me because that is your drink of choice. Is that good with you? As long as it's not a double pour. Like, I, I don't, see, I don't want a heavy pour because I know myself very well and what I can handle effectively and be able to go drive home at the end of the night. I've never heard somebody turn down liquor, but oh well. Do you do you want a double pour, a single pour, or an Eric Goodman pour? Uh, I'd go with the single. I'm afraid I'm frightened of what the Eric Goodman pour is. <laughs> single pour. What's your preference of vodka? I'll have it ready for you. Uh, Tito's. You got it. It'll oh. be there waiting for you. Oh, thank oh. you. You're the best. Okay, so again, from seven to nine tonight, we are going to be raising money for charity for our friends David mm -hmm. and Monette. Uh, they are fighting breast cancer. There's actually a picture sitting in front of me. And how much money have, have people put in there already? This money's not going to me. It's going to them. We have $40 already. And my father, whose wife passed away from breast cancer, he wrote a check for $100 that I'm going to be giving to David tonight. We hope to see all of you down here. Don't forget, uh, finalize cover band no cover tonight they're starting at nine o'clock and anybody who comes here early first two people i'm wearing a nike hat the two for one eric goodman special which is i will buy two fireball shots two for one chad kind of like your happy hour i have one you have one i'd like to make it four six ten but again i'll just be lying on the floor and uh, we don't need the police in here uh dragging me away in a paddy wagon Mace, you ready for tonight? Let's do it. Let's go. All right. Coming up after the break, Drew Locke supporters are still out there, despite all the Aaron Rodgers talk. ESPN's Lewis Riddick, you know him from Monday Night Football. Well, he has something to say to all of you Locke supporters about Drew Locke. That's next. Put your stop at 